Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up, my G. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? Yo, what's good, everybody? How you doing? It's your boy, Kim Wang, the Asian Sensation. We're about to go ahead and cook up another episode that is the Kim Huang Podcast Experience. Coming at you live over at my old hometown of Annapolis, Maryland, in an undisclosed location, but to a place that I will call, um, let's just call for all intents and purposes, that this is Studio Naptown. And I gotta say, Studio Naptown is amazing. Um, it is a studio that is actually built for, uh, by a good friend um, who I've known many years. Um, this person in question had said, you know what, I'm going to make my own studio and use it for whatever I want to do. And he has this great idea to actually have the studio be open to people that's like upcoming podcasters, upcoming musicians and so forth. And I get to be the very first person to, you know, pop the cherry, if you will. So I'm really excited about it. Um, what I like about this setup is very simple. Um, their home studio has the same kind of microphone that we have in the Asian Sensation Studio. And that is, is that I am working with a Shure microphone. And uh, coincidentally, they have the same model of microphone that I use, which is the MV7. And I really like the MV7. I think that in general, Shure has really, really broke the mold and really killing the game when it comes to, you know, uh, voice activities as uh, podcasting. Um, you know, now people are doing voiceovers for voice acting and even for, you know, music. So for me to actually work with equipment and hardware that I'm very familiar with, um, it feels like uh, it feels like it's home. You know, it's a second home to me. It's like uh, it's it's nature. You know, it's just natural, like drinking water. Um, it's just as natural as like uh, you know waking up every morning and going to bed. So I really like it, and it's amazing. And I'm here. Unfortunately, Hector is not here, so, you know, um, this is kind of a last-minute thing. He doesn't know about it, but, you know, it's all good. You know, Studio Naptown is definitely where it's at, and when we have an official name for it, we'll let you know. I mean, I can't really give too much away, but uh, as far as I know, it's Studio Naptown. We are in Naptown. We are in my hometown, which is also the town of my birth, and I love it. I, I love this very much. So I'm feeling very comfortable. It's great. Um, I have my beverage here with me. I have my uh, Deer Park water just in case if, you know, I get a little bit of a, you know, throat little <laughs> kind of a thing. So, you know, here we go. Um, so tonight we are actually doing an homage to an old episode that I did on my first season, which was on the 40 first episode number 41 where i was attacking 21 questions 
And that was great because I actually had contacted a lot of people and I got the word out through social media saying that I was going to do this kind of format. And that if anybody wanted to submit a question, uh, they could email me or they could, uh, you know, send it out via um, social media, whether if it was Twitter, now known as X, if it was on Facebook, um, if it was, um, you know, anywhere else that you could possibly think of. And you know what? I did it again. And I reached out to a lot of people on social media and through the email networks and even got out to people in general and told them about me and about that I was going to possibly do another one. So they actually, you know, hand wrote some questions. And, you know, here we are. We are doing a sequel to that. So I am taking on 21 questions once again. Um, I've seen the questions. I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous, but it's all good. You know, this is what I do. And I'm, I'm very happy. You know, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good place. So, um, you know, that's what's up. Before we begin, I just want to do two things. Number one, guys, um, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, please spread the word. You know, please like and subscribe this to this podcast and, you know, subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcasting platforms that it belongs to. You know, the deal we have uh, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. We have uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. And I'll give this friendly reminder uh, out to you one more time, you know, when it's closing time. So don't worry about it. Number two, most importantly, uh, I want to take the time to actually recognize that uh, by this time when you listen to it, hopefully it's still happening. But during the time that I'm actually recording it right now, um, it has been told to me that it is um, Mental Health and Awareness Week. Um, This is a serious thing, ladies and gentlemen, because mental health um, is, is important. As physical health, it is just as important, um, and we should recognize that. Um, I think a lot of people out there <clears throat> may not know about it. That's why they have this week to kind of, you know, uh, advocate about mental health and this, and uh, you know, giving you awareness and you know everything about what it means to have <clears throat> proper, um, you know mental health and you know and the safety of it and everything of that sort now there are many people that may know about it and i think that's really good but there are others like myself that may not know much that are trying to educate themselves by you know learning stuff online or you know asking other people who are going through those motions um which i think really counts we really do need to be on their side You know, because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, mental health is not a joke. There are a lot of people out there that you may look at that may seem normal and they may seem strong. But, you know, their mental health and their state right then there, um, it's not good. You know what I mean? And they're really trying to live a, a good life and adjust well into the world and try to, you know, live a life of, you know, whatever happiness and balance that they can uh, muster up and um, you know we should be very sensitive to that you know we should really uh, try to understand people that have mental health um, you know situations and you know we should actually understand that uh, that it is serious 
You know, it's not something that is made up or it's all in your head or anything like that. Anyone that says that, to number one to me, it's very upsetting because it just makes me think like there's no hope uh, for the world. You know, I think that, you know, we're in a place where we should actually uh, love our fellow human beings for who they are, what they are, what they do, you know, no matter what the situation may be. And we need to we need to give our hands out to our brothers and sisters and support them and let them know like, hey, I don't know what it is that you're going through, but whatever, whatever the case it may be. Just know that I'm there with you and I am on your side. So guys, this is my call to you all that are, you know, that are suffering right now uh, with, uh, you know, mental illness and how it's really bothering you. Just know that I'm on your side. I love each and every one of you. And if you guys need anything, please reach out. You know, I will not turn my hand away. I will, you know, if you reach out for my hand, I will grab your hand and I will pull you to safety. You know, let's let's talk about it. You know, let's do whatever it is that we need to do. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to take on these 21 questions. And I'm excited to be in, you know, Studio Naptown, working with a microphone that I know very well. And, um, you know, it's time to go to work. You know what I mean? So here we go. The sequel. Round two. Kim Huang versus the 21 questions here on the Kim Huang podcast experience. And here we go with the first question. Now, before I, I answer these questions, I just want to say that um, Hector gave me these 21 questions. I'm reading them as we speak. I did get a chance to look at it. And I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Great questions. So let's get to it. Question number one. What is the recent movie that you saw in the movie theaters? Uh, that would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Mutant Mayhem. Now, quick fact. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm a huge fan of it. I love the cartoon from the 80s. Um, I loved the movies when they first came out with the live action ones back in the 1990s. With like, you know, the first one and then the second one was uh, The Secret of the Ooze. And then the third one, I do believe it was called Turtles in Time. And, uh, you know, I just love the way that all of that, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles culture has spread it out into different type of, you know, different uh, movies, you know, different live action movies of today's generation and, you know, cartoon movies. And this one caught me by surprise in a very good way because they kind of like flipped the story a little bit. So it's not really true to code in a sense, but it works really well. You know, um, you know, four Ninja Turtles growing up and they're trying to be accepted into the human world and they just kind of want to be within the, you know, the, the human culture. And, you know, Splinter being their martial arts teacher is also their father. And he's more considered the dad in this one than than he is uh, of a martial arts teacher, in my opinion. Um, the fact that you have uh, voiceover um, by such actors is like, um, we had Ice Cube on there, we had John Cena, we had Seth Rogen, and even uh, Jackie Chan is uh, Master Splinter. That was pretty dope. The one also cool thing that I liked about it was April O'Neil was black. You know what I mean? And she wasn't an adult. 
she was a high school student and she worked at their high school's uh, news show. And I thought that was really, really cool. They kind of tweaked it up, but it's amazing. Now, for those that haven't seen it yet, um, it is streaming live. It is streaming live on Paramount+. Plus. If you have Paramount+, Plus, you can absolutely see it for free. And, you know, and I think that you guys might be surprised. So for me, two thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, uh, I think it's really, really awesome, and I think it's really, really cool. So you know, from me to you, I'll say that uh, it is amazing. Question number two. Uh, we know that you actually do podcasting, um, and you've done it for quite some time. Uh, what are your thoughts about podcasting currently as you have had more time to do such awesome shows for the time that you have done it? Um, I love podcasting. I think it's a great creative medium, and I think it's a natural fit for me being a, a film actor you know, wanting to, you know, really express myself in such of a way, in this way, um, particularly uh, vocally, you know, and I think it's great that uh, I'm out here uh, doing this and I'm out here in the moment, right now, currently in the moment, in the Naptown Studios, providing uh, a great service by just doing what I do and sharing it with you guys out in the world. Um I wouldn't say that I'm very uh, great at it, but I would say that I'm having fun. I like what I do. Um, you know, I make my own rules, and I don't really have to answer to anybody. And when you have something of that that's yours and you can do whatever you want, it is absolutely amazing. And um, I would never, never change that for the entire world. So um, if that is anything, um, that is where it's at and it's okay you know it's definitely cool all right so that was question number two that's awesome uh question number three if you could create a music tour who would be on the bill um that is easy and i've really thought about that one um it would have to be the duo of green day and foo fighters um you know i grew up in the 90s and Green Day and Foo Fighters were the top bands of that era. And I always wanted to know what it would be like to see them live together in concert sharing us the same tour. Now, I've seen them before on like, you know, music festivals and so forth where they were on the same bill and I thought that was great. But I really think that if you had those two together, um it definitely would sell the hell out of, you know, the United States and North America. It would just be a sellout show. You know, there would not be a dry seat in the house in that tour. I think also if it was touring also in, um, you know, countries in Europe, um, some parts of Asia and stuff like that, maybe Australia. Um, do you realize the maximum potential that this thing could, could go by? It's insane. So... Green Day and Foo Fighters, um, that would be the one, no doubt. Number four, what is your favorite breed of dog? Uh, that's easy. It is the Great Dane. I think they're beautiful dogs, and they're so friendly. Um, unfortunately, you know, they're so big that they forget that they're big. 
and they act like puppies. They have energy of like young pups. It's it's amazing. The only thing I don't like about it is that you know their health is not one hundred percent on point. Uh, it is known that I think the average lifespan of a Great Dane is eight years. You know. You, that doesn't mean that they can't live above eight years. I mean, you know, you'd be lucky enough if you can get nine or ten. But eight years is the lifespan that you're looking at. And they usually say the bigger the breed of dog is the bigger the vet bill. So, you know, unless you're in a really good situation where you have, you know, lots of property, big house space, and, you know, maybe you are well off financially, um, then maybe the Great Dane would be good for you then. If not, I, I wouldn't go for a Great Dane. But my heart will always be with the Great Dane. I love them. They're great dogs. And, uh, yeah, you know, my, my love to them. Uh, question number five. What are your opinions about massage therapy guns? Um, and can you recommend some brands that are worth buying? Um. I believe it's a must-have. I love uh, massage therapy guns. Um, I think that when it comes to you know human health, that is the number one investment that you can make. And having a massage therapy gun to take care of um, certain um, pain issues and aches and all that stuff is just a great idea to have to speed up the healing process. Um, I have bought into it. I have two, and it's amazing. Um, the two that I have is from the uh, the Sharper Image Company. One of them was one that I bought from Target when I first found out about it, and I still have it. Um, I think it's a great piece of equipment. And then my second one that I got of the same brand, I got from Costco. So one I got for... Mm, I think the first one I got was from Target, and I bought it for $80, I think. And then the second one that I bought was from uh, Costco, and that was $60. Um, definitely worth it. I like it. It's amazing. But if you can spread for more money where expense is not an issue, get a Theragun. Those are like... That's the company that is like used by professional athletes of all professional sport leagues. And it is great. You know, unfortunately, I can't spend $600. But hey, you know, if you can, you know, go for it. That's what I'm saying. Question number six. Um, what is the most epic purchase that you had made of this year? Damn. <laughs> I would have to say that it would be um, my Cobra Kai uniform that I bought from uh, Century Martial Arts. Um, Century Martial Arts is the official martial arts company of the Karate Kid movies and of the Cobra Kai series on Netflix. Um, and a true fact, um, when I saw the Karate Kid, I was a fan. And I actually, back then, liked Cobra Kai. And when they actually debuted... Um, the black Cobra Kai uniform with like the sleeves that are like, you know, cut off and stuff like that. I was like, yo, this is, this is pretty cool. 
you know, and the cobra on the back of it and everything like that, and the and the fist on the part of the uh, front part of the uh, lapel jacket. That was dope. That was really really dope. And and I at the time, you know, I was wondering how in the world could I get it. You know, I always wanted it, but I didn't know where to get it. And then years later, you know, you fast forward to the present time. Cobra Kai comes out on Netflix. You know, it's the hottest thing since, you know, uh, Sliced Wonder Bread. And, and the, official, the official martial arts company of Century Martial Arts did it again. And they said, you know what? Uh, we're going to sponsor them. And we're going to mass produce uh, the official Cobra Kai uniforms and have people, um, you know, buy it. Whether if they're a fan or, you know, they want to just do some cosplay or whatever. And I bought it. I finally got it in the size that I needed, which was a size 7. And man alive, it is simply amazing. Got to give respect to Century Martial Arts because like their moniker, their their slogan, they are the leader of martial arts since 1976. And, you know, I don't doubt that. Not, not, not a one. Uh, question number 7. What is the best restaurant chain that you have ever ate at hands down it has got to be uh the cheesecake factory for sure um i love the cheesecake factory their desserts all the cheesecakes that they have on their uh, dessert menu absolutely amazing and on point but also their appetizers their salads their entrees are really good you know it's i think it's for what they offer and, you know, in the price that they're offering, it's not bad, you know. Now, there's some people that might say, oh, well, you know, it's just a chain restaurant. How good can it be? My dude, it is, it is solid. It is really solid. So if you really want to go at a good, you know, sit-down restaurant where the value is pretty good, uh, I would definitely say Cheesecake Factory is good, you know. So, you know, you should definitely check it out. My personal recommendation, though, in the Cheesecake Factory menu is the miso-covered salmon. And that miso-covered salmon on a bed of uh, white steamed rice and, you know, the miso sauce that's on the bottom with, like, you know, mixed with some, like, chili sauce on the bottom. Fantastic. So gorgeous. So velvety. But so worth it. Question number eight. And this one I had to think about it because y'all y'all asked a real good one. Which was, what is the best martial art movie that you have seen? I really can't pick one because there's a lot of martial art movies out there that I felt like that were good. Um, I can give you my top five that I like. You know, in no particular order, like this movie is the best. So I mentioned this first at number one or or whatever. So I'm just going to, but I will give you a chronological order. Um, let's see. 1973, uh, Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. Uh, 1984, uh, The Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita. Uh, then we have in 19, I want to say uh, 1989 or 1990, um, the movie called The Best of the Best with uh, Philip and Simon Rhee. 
Also, James Earl Jones was also in that movie, as well as uh, uh, Eric Roberts, the brother of Julia Roberts. That was a good movie. Of course, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the 1990 live-action movie of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello. And the Asian dude that was in the Police Academy 3 and 4 that played um, Nagata, Officer Nagata, he was the voice of Leonardo. So that was pretty cool. Last but not least, um, to keep it current, uh, Blood and Bone with Michael Jai White. Those are my favorite five martial art movies of all times, um, you know, that I think that are pretty solid. Now, there are other ones out there that are pretty good that I didn't mention. Um, it's not to say that I don't like them at all. You know, they're definitely probably in my favorites, but it wasn't like the top five. Um, so that's that's my favorite. Um, top five pick of you know when it comes to you know martial art flicks and I would definitely recommend it um, if you have never seen any of them shame on y'all um, you should go ahead and see it if you have seen it go ahead and check them out again because it's definitely worth watching question number nine will NSYNC have a reunion tour oh god that's a real good one well I mean it's no f- it's a it's no secret I am an NSYNC fan. I really am. I've seen them about 3 times. Um it is a, they're an amazing band. Um they're a band that I really felt like, you know, they they really did it for me as a person that loves music. And the fact that, you know, they recently got back together again to actually record um a single and that's like the first time in 20 some years where they actually got to work together. Now, a lot of people are speculating whether or not if, um, you know, they will have a tour again, you know, just all of them, you know, worldwide tour. Um, To that, I would say it's possible Um, in my hearts of hearts. I really hope so, because I'm an instinct fan and I think it would be great to actually see where they are and, you know, to to do it again, if not for like doing like. You know, the dance choreography, that's not important. Although, if they did do it, that's awesome. But I really want to hear them sing again uh, together. You know what I mean? And I think, like the previous question, when I when I answered on question three about, like, you know, uh, you know the, the music tour and what music acts, um, I think that InkSync could really sell this thing out. They would sell out North America. They would sell out South America. They would sell out Europe, obviously, and in Asia, and, and even Australia, and even in other places that you know that I haven't even mentioned. Maybe outer space, but but daggone, man, I think that they could do it. You know, there are a lot of people out there. You know, during that time frame when boy bands were like a real big thing, you know. You know, they were all doing it. You know, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, O-Town and stuff like that. But NSYNC, in my opinion, was the one that really um, topped it. And I would love to see them together, to sing together and perform in a, in a, in a music touring capacity, if for any reason at all. But that's just my opinion. Um, will it happen? I don't know. That's up to the music gods, but, you know, we'll see. Question number 10, which is great because now we're on page two of three 
questions. There are three pages full of questions. We just got rid of one page. So now we're on the second page. Question number 10. Please name a country that you would want to visit um, that you have never been to. If we are talking about the Asian countries, I would love to go to Japan and South Korea. Um, for a lot of reasons. Mm. Lots of reasons. I love the culture. I love the cuisine. Um, there's so many cities in both those countries that I love, love to visit. And because those are two countries where historically martial arts came out of, you know, there was South Korea, there was Japan, and there was China. Those two um, are those that I can identify with in a martial arts sense, you know. Japan, they have karate. Um, South Korea, they got taekwondo. And I would love to just, you know, go ahead and, and visit that um, as a part of my uh, martial arts culture. You know, I would love to, to do it. Um, in Europe, I would love to go to England um, and Ireland. Um, obviously, um, you know, the towns are awesome and the, the, the structures like buildings and castles and stuff that they have all over in England and Ireland. Um, it's amazing, man. And I definitely think that it's something that I really want to, I really want to uh, tap into that and really uh, explore that opportunity. Maybe even I would like to go to Iceland. I think I've heard a lot of great things about Iceland and Iceland is very affordable, believe it or not. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> ha ha. Question number 11. Are there useless martial arts out there? Um, to that, I would say that no. Um, I think all martial arts are useful. Even the ones that we think that are strange or unique or any of that sort. Um, they're very useful, in my opinion. Now, me being somebody that studies a hard style in, you know, Taekwondo, the Mu Kwan system. You know, I have friends... Uh, that study other arts like Kung Fu, like, uh, you know, Silat, Kali, you know, things of that, that sort. And I look at that and I just think to myself, you know, as a person that doesn't study those arts, looking from the outside rather than the inside, it's easy for me to really say that it's strange and some of the stuff are ineffective because of the philosophies and the techniques and whatnot. But when you look at it, the philosophy is pretty much the same for all martial arts. And the technique, I feel like, as long as if it's demonstrated that it works and there's logic behind it, you can't really argue about it or, or debate about it. You know what I mean? And I've seen some stuff and, you know, I've been shown some, some moves and some demonstrations in those arts uh, towards me. And I got to say, I mean, it's, it's, it's legit. So I, I don't disrespect those arts. I never do. I think it's great. And I think there's always room for all martial arts. You know, I always say that, um, you know, that there is no dominant martial art. It's just the person of how they use that martial art and apply it. And if they can apply it well and use it well effectively, then it's a good martial art. If they don't know how to uh, apply it well, they need to keep practicing. That's all I'm saying. 
Question number 12. What is the ideal scenario for an, a movie film actor? Um, for a film actor, I think uh, the greatest scenario could be is to work in a film project as an actor where all the cast members of, you know, meaning all the actors and the crew of that project can get along, work together, have fun, and have it being drama free. Unfortunately, um, you know, it it is a thing where like uh, you know, an everyday thing like like most jobs in the world, you know, sometimes you can gung ho well with people and work well with people and you can vibe with them well and they understand you, you understand them and that kind of brings you together. But sometimes there might be, and I'm not saying it happens to all projects, but there are some people out there that, you know, do argue and, and stuff happens. And sometimes it's over the littlest things. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's over the biggest thing. And to that, I, I'd say that that is not a conducive thing, you know, for any actor or any person that is involved in that film. You know, when I get involved in a, a film project, an acting project, I want to get along with everybody. I want to, you know, in a perfect world, I would like to get along with everybody and I would love to be friends with them. I would love to um, be shared in, you know, certain type of information that needs to be known. Um, I would like to just, you know, work and, and do what I do a lot and work with other actors who are good at what they do. And just, you know, go from there, you know, and if we can do that without any kind of, you know, ill will or any kind of like drama or, you know, just fights and arguments, that would be the greatest thing. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, for all projects uh, that I'm involved in that it could be that. And I hope that uh, you know, for the same thing for all my fellow actors, you know, that are involved in different projects because, you know, we all deserve that, you know, whether or not if it's going to happen, we don't know. But I feel like, you know, we as individuals can only be responsible to do our part. So I think we should be able to do our part and do it well and do it with, um, you know, a high level of maturity, respect and honor. Wow. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, question number 13. Uh, cigarettes or cigars? I feel like this question is irrelevant to me because I haven't smoked um, a tobacco product since 2013. And it's now 2023. So I've been going on for 10, uh, 10 years now uh, smoking free. You know, I don't smoke any tobacco products. Um, I don't vape. I don't do any of that sort. But if I had to choose one and if I was a smoker, I would probably say cigars would be the better move because um, it has a lot of flavor. Um, it's made by, you know, the best type of tobacco that you can smoke. Um, and, you know, there's different types of like, you know, strengths of like, you know, whether or not if you want something bold or if you want something a little bit more smooth, um, whether if you want something regular or a robusto or if you want like a a regular style cigar that requires like maybe like a, a straight cut a bullet cut a v cut or if you want like a torpedo where you know you pull in more flavor um bit by bit 
So there's a lot that goes on with that. But I think that, you know, a good cigar with either um, cognac, whiskey, or rum is good. You know what I mean? But I don't smoke anymore, so that that's just not, uh, you know, part of my culture. But to those that, you know, that do, hey, do you. Question 14. What are your thoughts on traveling? Um, now, I'm going to base it like this. Everybody should travel. And I think by that, you should travel outside of the country. Um, there's so much great things to see on this beautiful planet that, you know, is worth seeing uh, with your own eyes. And, you know... By that, I mean seeing it with your own eyes in person, in reality, by you physically being there. Um, if you haven't traveled outside of the country, um, that is a missed opportunity. If you haven't even traveled out of the state of where you're from, uh, that is a missed opportunity. Now, me being in the DMV, I've known a lot of dudes that I know that say, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I don't want to leave where I'm at. You know, I like I like my state. And if they live in Maryland, I would be like, well, what about like going over to Washington, D.C. or, you know, um, or or like some parts of northern Virginia? And then they'll try to they'll try to debate that and they'll say, oh, well, you know, that's different. But, you know, I'm never going to leave the DMV. And if you never leave, you know, where you're from and never really travel um, again, that's a shame on you guys, and I think that everybody should go out and travel. You know, if you can't do international, obviously, I would say definitely travel, you know, the United States of America, the different states that you've never been to. Obviously, being an American, I'm very proud of our country and what our country has to offer um, in terms of, like, you know, scenes and landmarks and all that beautiful stuff. But if you can travel out of the country, if you can get that passport and you can leave the United States, flip and go. You know what I mean? So worth it. So worth it. And if for anything, do it at least once in your life. You know, to see your passport and to see that it was stamped, um, you know, to a country that you had visited at one point in time. Bro, so worth it. So worth it. Number 15. Teen. Question 15. What genre of films are your favorite to act in? Um, I'll say it like this. Um, I like action because it is kind of natural for me. And when it comes to doing like fight scenes and stunt work and so forth, I feel like I'm a natural at it. So I let my body do the talking and it's really cool. Um, however, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't want to act in any other genre because in order to be a true actor, you should act in all the genres and that just makes you more diversified, you know, and in terms of what style of acting and what kind of genre of film do you want to be involved in? So I would love to do it all. I really do. Um, like, you know, I would love to do horror. I would love to do comedy. I would love to do drama, but you know, I, I do have a soft spot for action. So 
All right, number sixteen. What are, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift and NFL star Travis Kelsey? Oh shoot. Um, you know, I think it's very intriguing, and I think it's really cool. You know, I really think that um, you know if they really do have something that's going on, God bless them. I think they're that's a great thing, and I would love to see, you know, where it goes. Um, the only thing is that it's just not confirmed. So we can only go on speculation of whether or not they're a couple or not. Um, but I do know um, Taylor Swift has gone to a lot of Travis Kelsey's games of him playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it has gotten a lot of uh, attention, especially when it comes to the NFL, because you know with Taylor Swift's fans and them being quote-unquote Swifties, um, they follow her wherever they go. You know what I mean? And, you know, if Taylor Swift is going to a football game, they're all going to a football game. You know what I mean? And, you know, sales have gone up in the NFL because of Taylor Swift. And even, like, you know, the Travis Kelsey jersey has, you know, those sales have gone up at a whopping 400%. And I didn't even think there was a such thing as a whopping 400% because... You know, from what I was taught, 100% was the top number that you can have. But, hey, I mean, what do I know? But I think it's pretty cool. I think that, you know, she's really great in music and she's uh, one of the richest women out there in the world. You know, already making billions of dollars from her past tour. Um, Travis Kelsey's always in the spotlight being... You know, uh, a Super Bowl champion, a two-time champion, and, you know, being in sports. Um, I think it would work. But whether or not they decide to do it um, is their thing. All right. Question number 17. Congratulations on your promotion to third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Ah, thank you. How does it feel? What was the test like? And is there any differences uh, between your new rank and your subsequent rank of second degree black belt. <sighs> wow, this is a real tough one for me because uh, you know it, it gets me all in the feels, and I have to say that um, you know it feels great to really um, evolve and to grow in your art and to grow in a new position in a, in a new rank. Um, it definitely means that you have, you know, learned so much and you've shown the proper um, knowledge base that you've displayed it well enough to actually be in a newer position, a higher position. Um, you know, when I tested, um, I, I thought in many chan- in many aspects, I thought that I pretty much could do it, but each test is a little bit different and it's hard in its own way. So I never took it for granted about the difficulty of the test because I feel like you're going to get challenged in some way, shape or form. But I was prepared, you know, I, I really had it in my mind. I knew what to do and I, you know, and I practiced and I rehearsed and I, I did everything I could to, to get ready for that test. So that being said, um, when it was go time, and this test happened back in February, I walked in there thinking 
Okay. It's time. It's time. And I'm ready and I'm prepared. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So, I just went in there, did what I had to do. And, you know, and I did it. I put all the fear and doubt behind. I put all my knowledge and, and my heart into that test. And to, to actually do it. And to be notified right then and there knowing, you know, hey, you passed. You're promoted. It meant it meant the world to me. It meant a lot. <laughs> I would say that difference-wise now, when you grow in your art, when you get promoted to a higher position, a higher rank, <clears throat> you know more. You grow. Um, physically and emotionally and mentally but you're given a lot of responsibility and you have to uphold on to that and it's like and I'm going to say this analogy because I think that this is something that I think many people might understand um, especially those that love comic books Marvel Comics and Spider-Man Especially in the movie Spider-Man, the very first one with um, with Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire, there was a scene where Uncle Ben was with Peter Parker, and before Peter Parker left, Uncle Ben said, "You know, son, with greater power comes greater responsibility," and I feel like. In this particular uh, situation, that is true. The higher the rank, the higher the responsibility. And it feels great to grow into my rank and just growing in the martial growing up in the martial arts like I did, from white belt to yellow to green to blue to third brown to second brown to first brown to first degree black belt to second degree black belt and now third degree black belt. Um, it's amazing. I still have a lot of growing up to do. And there's still, there's still so, so, you know, let me say that again. There's still so much for me to learn. Um, that does not mean that I'm a master. Um, I am forever a student. And that is important to me. As long as I'm able to learn and I'm able to grow and evolve into a, a great martial artist, um, then I'm all right with that. Number 18, and this one is personal in the sense of what are your thoughts on the loss of WWE superstar Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Wyndham Rotunda? It's sad. It's really sad. It, it, it is the saddest thing out there, man. Um, you know, when I heard that he had passed away, Number one, I was shocked because, number one, he died at 36 years old. 
And number two, I was kind of worried about like the situation about like, you know, how people would always go like, oh, how did he die? You know, what's this or what's that and everything, you know, and they want to feed in some stuff like, oh, he had died because of drugs or he did this or he did that or alcoholism and things like that. And we found out that it was a heart condition that his heart failed him. Um, there was no, uh, foul play involved. There was no drugs involved, no alcohol or anything of that sort. So we can lay that to rest. But for him to make as much of an impact as he did on the world through pro wrestling, you know, and being, um, you know, the icon that he was in, in that world is simply amazing. You know, there are a lot of people that really understand you know, they understood who he was. They liked his character. They could identify with his character, with his persona. And it's amazing. Um, so much that I was a fan of Bray Wyatt. Um, I would even go as far as saying that one year during Halloween, I actually dressed up like Bray Wyatt for, for Halloween. And by that, I mean like when he first came out, I was... The Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. I had uh, the straw hat. Um, I had like the white pants and the boots. I had the cutoff uh, shirt of one of his shirts that he had. Um, you know, I had the the glowing lantern, and I had like a, a what was a red glove that was used used for um, wide receivers in football. And I kind of cut it and shaped it up where it actually looked like, you know, the official Bray Wyatt glove. And it was cool. You know, I really liked it. I put a lot of heart and soul into that thing. And um, I became a fan. And I've seen him wrestle many a times. The one time, I believe it was a tour before WrestleMania. He was the champ right then and there. So I think it was the era where he was going to go ahead and wrestle um, Randy Orton at WrestleMania, I do believe. And, um, you know, they actually had a tour over in Fairfax, Virginia, which is not far from Washington, D.C. At the, I believe it was the Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, not far from George Mason or in the campus of George Mason. He had what they called a Fairfax street fight between, it was him defending the title against uh, Luke Harper, another one that we lost along the way. And I remember seeing that match and I was like, man, you know, he, he really knows how to move and he, he was amazing and he just did all this stuff and it was just like flipping awesome. And at the end of the match, you know, he's walking away. Um, Bray Wyatt's giving high fives and hugs and handshakes and stuff like that. And that just showed me the type of person he was. Like, you know, he just, yes, he had a persona to, to, to play, but he was always about his fans and, uh, you know, so appreciative about his fans. And that was amazing. And I wish that I would be able to have, you know, met him in person like that. But, I mean, all I can say is, Ray, uh, rest in peace. 
Question number 19. What are your opinions on cannabis? Well, it is legal in the state of Maryland and has been since uh, July the 1st of this year. Um, From what I understand, under uh, the enabling legislation, adults that are 21 years and older may possess it, use it, and grow it. Um, You can actually get a medical card and or some kind of license and you know it's okay for you to have it with you you know what i mean it it's not as like how it was back in the day where if you got caught with you know cannabis or you know marijuana that um you know you would go to jail you know those days are over um and i think it's really cool in the sense that you know they use it for medicinal purposes whether if you have like you know chronic pain or some kind of illness or you know uh, mental illness where you know you have anxiety issues and so forth um from what i understand it's good for that type of management and honestly i think that um you know if you use it in for those senses <clears throat> it can't be bad i mean there's other things worse in the world than 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 uh than cannabis you know there could be like hard drugs like you know uh cocaine you know or you know or heroin people dying from that People are dying from, you know, over drinking of alcohol. I've never once in my life heard about somebody, you know, overdosing on um, on smoking cannabis. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I feel like this. It, 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 if it's used in the right way, you know, I, I think it's good. Um, obviously, there is legalization now in the, within the United States. So, I mean... I don't think it's much of a big issue as it, it as it is, um, and that's all right. That's cool. You know, it's not for me, but I respect it. I do. Name some martial art companies that are good for karate, taekwondo, tong sudo style uniforms. And this is question number twenty. Once again, the twentieth question is: Name some martial art companies that are good for karate, taekwondo, and tong sudo and things of that nature. If we are going with karate, um, I really think that overall, like everyday consumption, you know, a good bang for your buck, you know, good value would be Century Martial Arts. Um, They have great uh, variety of uniforms um, that does the job very well. You know, whether if it's the Punak, the Iron Man, um, you know, the, the regular type of uniforms, what have you. It is great. Uh, Key International I love because I think that it's just as good as Century Martial Arts. Um, but I think the value is a little bit better in terms of like if you want to get like a heavyweight karate uniform. Um, it is actually a lot more uh, affordable than like, you know, the other heavyweight uniforms that Century has to offer. And... You know, I think there are a lot of stylists within the karate system that prefer Key International. They like the feel. Um, You know, it isn't as restricting. It's very loose. Um, And that's good. You know, it's really good. If we are talking about, like, um, Taekwondo, I would say, like, Sang Musa, which is under the same kind of, um, you know companies as sub companies as best martial arts and mutu um adidas is also pretty good um i would also say for uh tong sudo or mutu kwan once again sang musa best martial arts 
they're pretty good at that. Golden Tiger Martial Arts, also known as Ken Schrading, is amazing. You know what I mean? So that's pretty dope. Um, last but not least, question number 21. Um, miscalculated the movie. When is it out for public viewing and, and so forth? And can we buy it? You can actually stream it right now on Tubi television. For any of those that are actually uh, in the United States of America, uh, you can actually go to Tubi television right now and you can actually stream it and watch it. Now, mind you, with Tubi television, the way that it works is um, it is a f- it is free to have. You know, you can get a free account and you can download it for free. You can download it on your smartphone, your smart tablet. You can access it on uh, your computer, your home computer. You can actually stream it on your uh, video streaming boxes such as Apple TV, uh, Google Chromecast, and then there's the Amazon Fire Stick and Roku. You know, you can download uh, that app uh, for free on those boxes and watch it on there for free. Even certain smart televisions have uh, Tubi Television, and that's also awesome. Uh, the only disadvantage is that Tubi Television has um, commercials, and that's because, you know, when a lot of companies want to put their product out there and commercialize it, Tubi gives them time on the air to commercialize that said product and company so that, you know, with all the income that Tubi gets through those kind of commercials, you're able to get uh, a free account and stream, like, different types of movies, local movies, TV shows, and cartoons, and all that for free. So that's how that works. Um, As an actor, I'm really proud and excited that that the, you know, that the movie that I've acted in, in Miscalculated, is finally here. And people can actually look at it. You know, I've been talking about it for a very long time, and a lot of people wanted to see it. We had an opportunity to show it on uh, a premiere, and there were a lot of people that came, which was great, but there were other people that couldn't, and that was a disadvantage. Now, it is out there for people to see uh, whether if you had, you know, have not seen it, or if you have seen it, um, if you feel like if you want to watch it again and so forth, um, it's right there. And it's awesome. Uh, go to TubiTV.com. Go ahead and, and uh, access that website. And just go ahead and watch it. Um, please tell your friends. Um, it was a great time. You know, I got to thank uh, uh, director and, and lead actor uh, Romel Xavier Morales for having me on. As well as the other lead actor and stunt choreographer and um, Damron Kirby. And the executive producers um, in Nabil Malik and Sean Queen. I want to thank you brothers for once again giving me an opportunity. Now is the part of the show where we have bonus questions. And I didn't know that I was going to have bonus questions. But we have some bonus questions. I have time for them. So here we go. Uh, bonus questions are as follows. What are the next movie projects that you'll be involved in? Um, 
Romel Xavier Morales has a movie coming out called Brace Mobs that it will be filmed in the DMV, specifically speaking in Washington, D.C. Um, I'll be playing the role of Master uh, Ching Xing, who is the leader of a Chinese triad group. And I'm looking very forward to working with him again, as well as other actors that I've worked with before. And it's just a great chance to just be a part of, you know, something that I love to do. You know what I mean? Um, being an actor, it, it is amazing and it's everything. And I love the opportunities and I love everything that is involved in this process. And I would never give it up. You know, I would always keep going and, you know, hope that this project that I'm involved in will lead me into something a little bit more bigger, you know, a bigger opportunity. Um, I am also going to be involved in a remake of a video game that's going to be turned into a live-action movie called Fatal Fury, which is directed by Adam Vaughn. Um, he was an extra in Miscalculated, um, and it's really a good chance to really work with him and to work on something that's based out of a video game. Um, I will be uh, portraying the role of uh, Raiden, the pro wrestler, um, and I like it. You know, I really like the idea that, you know, that I'm going to be playing a character based out of a video game. And I'm going to be a bad guy. And I will say that being Raiden, the um, you know, the pro wrestler, for those that may know him or not, he is a pro wrestling style kind of fighter. Um, he doesn't know any martial arts. It's pretty much a lot of clang and bang, uh, regular kicks and punches, and and pro wrestling move techniques like a suplex or a power bomb or power slam or things of that nature. So I'm really excited. Um, for that, I'm really excited to work with a lot of familiar actors that I know that I've worked with. And um, I don't want to give that information away, but I will say that, you know, there are a lot of people that I've worked with previously and we get to work together on this one. And it's going to be fun and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I believe that I will be filming um, around starting November and um, there's a lot of work that I have to do you know with a lot of things and you know remembering um, you know dialogue and lines and so forth so I'm really looking forward to it you know for both these projects you know I think it's very befitting of me and I'm really excited and looking forward to it this bonus question here is a good one which is do you prefer playing the role of the villain or do you like an opportunity to play the role of the good guy, the hero? Um, I think it's very natural of me to play the villain because um, I just kind of understand it. And I think that I gravitate it naturally so well that it's just it's just nature. You know, I just like being the jerk. You know, I like being the guy that you know, um, that tries to throw his weight around and let people know that, you know, he's number one, even though that he's not the right guy, you know, and the, the idea of just like, you know, 
kidnapping the damsel in distress kind of thing and trying to make her love me even though she won't or just you know kidnapping you know like let's say my bad guy role i'm kidnapping you know the son or the daughter of somebody very important i think it's really cool but um i do like the idea of playing you know a hero because you know that's the counterpart and there's a different challenge um as as an actor you want to be involved in everything like i said before you want to show your versatility so you know you don't always just want to be a bad guy if that's what you're commonly doing you don't want to be always to be a good guy if that's commonly what you're doing you know maybe i want to be like playing the role of a teacher or a businessman or you know a a a three-star chef you know what i mean i think all these roles are awesome you know, and so forth. I feel like, you know, as long as you, the actor, is getting an opportunity, um, that is the most important thing. If you're not getting your proper opportunity and you feel like it's not worth it to you, then you should not be involved, you know. And I think it's something that, I think that's fair. You know, I think it's fair not only to yourself, but the but for the, uh, you know, the production team and the project that you're going to be involved in because you don't want to waste your time and they don't want their time wasted. So that's where that's at. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Ooh, here's another good question here. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh here, here we go. Somebody actually, you know, I'm going to answer this. Um, do you prefer blondes, brunettes, or redheads? Oh God! If we're, you know, we're talking about women here. I know this for a fact. Um, I don't really now these days. It really doesn't matter what color hair that they have. I feel like you know that's just like the icing on the cake. You know, that's the extra added bonus. In my younger days, I would always like blonde-haired women because, you know, I always liked the, you know, the Americana look, the the blonde California surfer girl kind of look. And I just thought that they were like, you know, they were very, very beautiful, you know. And I think that, you know, blondes were definitely where it was at. But, you know, I think that's just a stereotype, honestly, because all women are beautiful. No matter what hair color they are, they have. No matter um, you know what size they are. Uh, you know, doesn't matter what uh, shade of skin color they have or anything like that. I think all women are beautiful. You know, you just have to really, uh, you just really have to. Uh, how can I say this? And I don't want to sound like I'm a jerk or anything. I don't want to get slapped at, but I think it's like whatever cards that you have on, on your side of the table, those are the cards that you have to play and you have to make the best of that, uh, you know, part of the deck and just make sure that, you know, whatever it is that you do, uh, that you do the right things and you don't do the wrong things. Ooh, here's a good question. Okay. Um, if you were to study another martial art, what would it be? I have studied, uh, Taekwondo 
the Mudaquan style of it. I've taken Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, that has been fun. I've also taken um, in college when they um, when I was there. And this was before I got back into like formal training um, with my current school. Um, I took Japanese Shonru karate and Japanese Shotokan karate. Um, if I was to choose another martial art, it would have to be something that's way different. Um, I think for practicality purposes, I probably would like to enjoy studying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I think it's uh, an effective art that is, um, you know, it's been proven. And they usually say, which is so true, fights usually happen on the ground 99% of the time. And if you don't know what to do on the ground, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? You could be a, a black belt in karate or kung fu or something like that, but if you don't know the ground game and, you know, you're caught, then you're in a world of hurt. You know what I mean? So I would definitely say that I would love to study Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I would love to study uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in a school that, you know, where they know what they're doing, that the program is good, that the, the gym is ran very well. And that there's no, um, there's no meatheads, you know what I mean? There's no like, hey man, you know, I'm a, I'm a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've done many tournaments and, you know, look at these cauliflower ears. I'm like, nah, man, you know, I, I respect what you're doing, but, you know, even though that you're studying a different martial art, you are a martial artist. And as such, um, you should act like it, you know, accordingly. So, there it is. Last bonus question of the day. And this one is actually, I'm like, wow. Like, you know, sports question. Okay. Do you think that the Denver Nuggets will win the NBA championships again this season? Answer, I think it's very possible. You know, with the... Starting lineup like that, and um, Nikola Jokic being the MVP, and you know, really helping the Denver Nuggets be as dominant as they were, um, they definitely have a very good shot at going to the championships again and winning it. Um, they're definitely in high contention, but if we're going to talk about other teams that might be able to pull it off, um, you have the Golden State Warriors, you have the LA Lakers, if healthy, um, you have the LA Clippers, if healthy, the Phoenix Suns, and the East Coast, you know, you got to give it up to teams like uh, the Boston Celtics. You got to give it up to, um, let me see what else is there. Um, definitely, you have to give it up to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they just literally got a great acquisition in Damian Lillard. And I think that's a great, great move on their part. They're getting a they're getting a stud for a player, you know, no doubt. Um, other teams that I can think of, um, the 76ers, you know what I mean? They're they're in the hunt. You know, Joel Embiid is a he's a beast. And uh also I would say um maybe even the Miami Heat, you know, they got to the finals, you know, they just 
weren't able to, to pull the trigger. But they're they're a solid good team. You know what I mean? And with uh, Jimmy Butler, aka Jimmy Buckets, I I think that you're definitely going to see something really awesome out of him this season. So that's it. That's my episode. Um, this was a, a commercial-free episode. I'm really excited about it. Big ups to the Naptown Studios for having me here on board. This is amazing. I love it. Um, and I'm really excited to have been here and to do an episode. Um, as always, guys, you can find me on Facebook. Just go under the search box. Put uh, the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. I'm there. I'm also on social media such as um, Instagram and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. You can find me at TKHPC Experience, all in one word, no spacing, lowercase letters. Follow me and I'll follow you back. Um, also, we are once again on five uh, podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast on all of those platforms. Now do me a favor. If you can actually uh, give me a five-star review on Spotify, that would be amazing. And if you have Apple Podcasts, if you can give me a five-star review and a positive written review, that is amazing. Because the purpose behind that is that when you actually write a review, a positive review, and give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, um, the show will go over to the front lines. People will notice it, and they will most likely listen to it and possibly like it and subscribe to it. Um, same thing with Spotify. If you give it a five-star review, chances are it's going to go to the head of the class and other people can look at it and they can actually like and subscribe to it. So if you could please do that for a brother, I really appreciate that. Um, once again, like the podcast, subscribe to it on all the podcasting platform channels. Um, last but not least, if you want to be a special guest, a special guest host, and or if you want to, you know, give a constructive criticism, please email me at the Kim Huang Podcast Experience at gmail.com under the subject box. Uh, put whatever subject it is, whether if it's I want to be a guest host, I want to be a guest, or you know, constructive criticism. In the body of the email, write what you want to write. Send it out there, email me. And I'll get that email. I'll respond back within 24 hours because, you know, you took the time to write me. I love proper correspondence in this way. And I think it's amazing. But we are out of time, guys. Please be safe out there. You know, make the right decisions because it doesn't do me any good at all if you actually make wrong decisions and you land up being in the pine box and getting buried six feet under. I don't want that to happen to you guys. I love you guys dearly. You know, you are important to me. I want you to make good decisions, the right decisions, and safe decisions. We all deserve a little bit of happiness, you know what I mean? And um, I think that, uh, you know, I think that we owe that to ourselves, you know what I mean? So let's just keep it, let's just keep this, uh, you know, positivity and the good vibes, you know, on that train. Let's keep it rolling. 
So that's it, guys. Um, that's it. I really appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, this is it, you know, live from the Naptown Studios in Annapolis, Maryland. This is your boy, Kim Huang, the Asian sensation, saying thank you. And for the one time, for the one time, it's been real. We will do this again. I love y'all. And uh, y'all take care, all right? I'm out. Deuces. Deuces.